This is the Panthers Blitz Podcast with WRALSportsFan.com's John Stout. You'll hear the latest happenings with Carolina Panthers football, the previews, the game recaps, stats, stories, and special guests. Don't forget that you can listen or download this podcast at WRALSportsFan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Now, here's the host of Panthers Blitz, John Stout. Well, the Carolina Panthers had a little bit of a break, 10 days to be exact, after the team lost on Thursday night football to the Philadelphia Eagles in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. We took a little bit of a break as well. We came back and recapped that game for you on Friday after the loss. Kind of took some time to ourselves on Monday, a little bit of a bye week, as did the Panthers resting up for their game this week against the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field where the team historically has not fared well in the regular season. You're listening to the Panthers Blitz Podcast. I'm John Stout, alongside, as always, this time right next to me, not on the phone on another trip, uh, (laughs) Brendan Witted, that is, right here. You've been on a lot of trips. I I had a bachelor party, but it was here in Raleigh, so I haven't gone anywhere. You have. And I'm thinking about... Uh, I'm still thinking about making this trip to D.C. this weekend for homecoming. Shout out to Howard University. Is it really for homecoming or is it for something else? No, it's it's, it's for homecoming. Look, it's for homecoming. Like, <laughs> it is absolutely for homecoming, which is inco- incorporates all that other all the other shenanigans. As long as there's shenanigans, oh, I support it. Uh, Yeah, it's Howard's homecoming. It's okay. Well, it's, it's you, so there's yeah. always shenanigans. Also true. Like, <laughs> I'm very much a product of my environment. Shout and, out to the Mecca. And to be honest, you're taking a trip. I might take a trip uh, if if my beloved Yankees uh, win one go. of the next two games. There you go. I might be staying at my buddy's house in Manhattan. They're up 3-2 against the Astros right now. Oh, God. We, we could have a podcast alone yes, on the Yankees. We could. But, but yes, down 0 2 <laughs> twice, come back, win three in a row. And They're, the playing game. Don't forget the playing, the playing game. game. Y'all, y'all, been on de- y'all been on death's door. It's been weird. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. Very happy about it. It's really the only team that I have like true fandom okay. of anymore. I feel bad as a journalist having fandom of a team, yeah. but I don't cover them. They're in a different state. Yeah. As long as it's in a different state, it's okay, right? Yeah, I think, I think there are several area code type of rules that people yeah, it doesn't count if it's in a different yeah area it doesn't code. it does not count if it's in a different area code <laughs> speaking of a different area code i don't know chicago's area code but that's where the panthers will be playing on sunday yeah uh, the chicago bears panthers all time have a oh and four record in the regular season at soldier field Jeez. the panthers did i think it was on the way to one of their their NFC Championship appearances. It, I don't. It could have been the Super Bowl year. I don't remember off the top of my head. But they did beat the Bears in the playoffs in no. Soldier Field. Panthers four and five all time. Okay. Against the Bears, who are led by everyone's favorite coach, who is a Panthers fan, the number one in their hearts, uh, Foxy. Good old John Fox. I know he's. You love him so so much. I try to temper my. Uh my sports hatred of John Fox because he was a good coach. He was overall like he, he he won more than he lost, took us to a to a Super Bowl. Really appreciative of all those things. You're okay with They're, the run run pass, run run pass. I run, was, run, man, pass. because I thought that's what our team was. I thought that that was that was, you know, personnel-wise and I don't know how much I can't remember how much decision making he had over personnel, but for the guys that were in that locker room, I thought that was how the team was built. My issue was was a glaring one and one that will continuously be a blight on his time in in North Carolina was his just 
rampant refusal to pull out Jake DeLome, not just for the epic meltdown in the playoff game, although that very much, but I mean, just his, he just, he kept going back to him even in that next season when it was clear that Jake DeLome, whatever magic DeLome had been able to conjure from being the, you know, the, some obscure backup journeyman to Pro Bowl quarterback, he just, just lost. He lost it just as quickly as he had it. And it was obvious to everyone but Fox. And I remember even when he went out, I think DeLome, ultimately it was injury that, that took him out. I think even that next week, Fox was talking about like, well, if he were healthy, I'd still start him. I was just like, please leave. Just leave. Like, you just, you're just you not going to get it, and that's fine, but just don't do it to my franchise. Yeah, the last few years were weird. Remember yeah. they brought in David Carr? That's right. Uh, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that was that was weird. The only thing that he did that was positive that I remember was he hurdled some Tampa Bay player, and it was really awesome. I've always felt bad for Carr because oh, I he, thought, he, yeah, I thought he, he caught this kind of a short end. Look, he made, he got his money with the the Texans because oh he got they, paid. They made that rookie you know rookie wage scale change, but he he earned it. <laughs> he, earned all, he earned all that money. He did. He took he took a beating. Yeah. Now now Fox did end up going to Matty Nice as they call him, not Matty Ice. Mm. Matt Moore, you got to remember that. Okay. Matt Moore came that is in true. and uh, he, he was had, good. Still in the league. He is backup for the Dolphins, who mm-hmm. the Panthers will see in a few weeks. Back yep. up to Jay Cutler, who I am still very surprised that is starting. I thought Matt Moore would have a chance to start after how terrible yeah. good old Jay has played. But, hey, they beat the Falcons, so uh, big for the Panthers as far as seeding in the NFC South. Panthers are still, even though they lost, number one in the division, so good good for them. We talked about John Fox. Um, Shout out to the Falcons dropping that game, by the way. Huh, yeah, I know that makes you happy. It did. Um, looking at the other head coach, Ron Rivera, ton of ties to Chicago. That's right. Played with the uh, w- with the Bears, won a, won a Super Bowl championship with them. He was a coach there, a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. from 04 to 06. I I just learned this this morning, but he was apparently a TV analyst on WGN and Sports Channel in Chicago for four years from ninety. 90- three to 96 you kind of laughed at that i did i just can't imagine and look i understand that a lot of these coaches will throw in a facade of just incredibly boring like that is that's the go-to for a lot of people um the the you know the godfather of all this is bill belichick you know the you know on to on to cincinnati or, or or whatever nonsensical phrase that he likes to throw out like if you read through i've read through the transcripts of 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 his of his post-game pressers and of his midweek pressers and they are i mean if you have insomnia cure is right there because there is nothing of any value that he's going because that is that is what they they have decided that i'm not gonna give you any value about the team and as and just carry that over to i'm not gonna give you any value by myself uh, rivera is very much like that very dry and so like the idea of him being even a little bit entertaining is just mind-blowing to me i i love bill belichick just yeah what he has to say at the press conferences it makes no sense if i, I would not want to be a medium member no. in new england the, the funniest thing is my fiance jesse she hates football oh, okay. but for some reason i was watching bill belichick uh press conferences mm-hmm. and she like loved it really yeah and so she's just like hey will you play that patriots coach video on really? youtube again for me i find it hysterical wow especially the one where he's talking about the balls like the flight gate yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the way they were to get yeah. Yeah. so she finds it hysterical That's totally funny. Um, but uh, there are a lot of connections with the Panthers mm-hmm. and, and Bears. A few of the guys on the Panther staff who also coached in Chicago, Steve Wilkes, 
uh, the Panther defensive coordinator. He was a DB coach from the Bears for three seasons. Uh, also, Mike Shula, everybody's favorite offensive coordinator who is a Panthers fan, uh, tight ends coach for the Bears from 93 to 95. I did not know that. Yeah, there's there's a huge long list of a lot of the connections, but there are also a lot of North Carolina connections of mm-hmm. players with the Bears, um, especially here That's in, right. in Raleigh slash Chapel Hill. You got rookie quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Is he going by Mitchell still or I don't is it know, Mitch? Man. I, I, you know what? Like, I was cool with it, and then I was cool with him saying, you know what, call me Mitchell. I was like, you know what? You, you leave me college, you a grown man now, I will call you Mitchell. And then, like, two weeks later it was – but you know you can call me Mitch if you want to. I was like, all right, you you that's it. Like I can call you whatever I want to now because you 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 vacillated too much and I don't know you like that. So I might come up with a completely new nickname because that just might be. I, what I it think is. you should. There's too much confusion. I'm yeah. gonna stick with Mitch. Okay. I didn't go back to my my full name when I graduated college. That's so true. If I did, it would be Joe Nathan instead of Jonathan. Joe Nathan. I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Okay. It's my name. I mean, it's going to be Joe Nathan Skywalker eventually, anyway. Um, but mo- uh, moving on. Yeah, let's say, let's say if we can't do another story. No. Say. Mo- moving on. Moving on. Mike Glidden, yep. who uh, was a great quarterback at my alma mater, yeah, NC State, right. uh, started the year not so great, but I think he is to shoulder some of the blame, but also the, sure. the Bears don't have a ton of playmakers. Their wide receiving court is not good. That's true. So, yeah, he he uh, signed a big contract with the Bears. The Bears drafted Trubisky with, what, the second overall pick. Mm, traded whole, up to get him. Yeah, that whole situation was mm. kind of strange. I don't understand it. But this third guy, probably my favorite rookie I've watched all year, great story, uh, rookie running back Tariq Cohen. Who North was Carolina a, A&T, man. Was a three-time MEAC. All- three-time offensive MEAC player of the year. At, at, first time in conference history. Yeah, North Carolina A&T. He is a really cool story. He Remember those videos he yeah, put I out for, during the NFL, or before the NFL draft, the backflip with the catch? Well, that was I think that was his junior year going into his senior year. That's Maybe what kind just, of that, yeah. That's what kind. Of, well, he got he was on Sports Science. He was on the ESPN Sports Science. I forgot what his official maybe it's just called Sports Science. But like Maybe. they were just trying to figure out exactly because he would backflip, but while backflipping, he would catch two footballs. And so they did the whole you know the science thing about how quickly his reaction time had to be, how long he was actually looking at the the target, and all this other cool stuff. And then from there, like once those videos went viral, people started actually looking at him play football. And look, if you got some time on your hands, please Google Tariq Cohen while he was at North Carolina Ante on YouTube. Oh, he, he was, was a freak. nasty. It was insane. It's it's as it's as good as you're gonna get in in terms of collegiate. Like he was very much Reggie Bush. Like he was you know reversing mm-hmm. field and just doing literally whatever he wanted. He was he was so much fun to watch. I mean, not for me because I'm a Howard Howard guy. So you know he. You know, he it burned you a few times. He wasn't super cool to us, uh, but uh, no, he he was a very phenomenal guy. Came into the sports shop, had a chance to speak with him one time. It was a really really cool guy. Yeah, he's done a little bit of everything for the Bears. Yep. He's um, carried the ball a few times. Seventy eight rushing yards is his high this this year. Twelve carries, seventy eight yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was an overtime win. I think it was week two mm-hmm. for the Bears. He's caught. He caught a season high eight catches in week one for fifty five yards. Week three, that was week three. Week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did it sometime this year, right. right? Jeez, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Here yeah. to help. Thanks, pal. 
<laughs> he did. I can tell you, he did throw a touchdown pass last week. He did a little toss back. It was a beautiful pass. Like, what can he not do? Glennon might have some. Might have some competition for backup. <laughs> yeah. How much does Glennon hate this? Like, how much? Like, uh, he, I wouldn't. I'm getting. He's getting paid. Sure, but like he wants. He obviously wants to be a starting quarterback somewhere. He was the starter in Tampa Bay. It looked like he was finally going to get a chance. And then up oh, here comes Jameis. And then he goes to Chicago. He's like, all right, I'm a free agent acquisition. They gave me a boatload of money, for, especially for a backup, a kind of an unproven backup. Finally, I'm getting my, my chance and my own. You know what? We're actually going to trade up and get Mitchell Trubisky. And immediately when that happens, you know his days are numbered. Yeah, yeah, I would have been mad. And, you know, a lot of people asked him about it prior to the season. And he said, well, the coaching staff has told me this is my year, which we're like, Mike. Come on. But, buddy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on buddy. I feel so bad for him, though. It's like the NC State thing all over yeah, again. Yeah, it is. It is where he's having to sit beside, behind Russ, and it's like, well, is Russ going to come back? Is he not going to come back? And he, See, Mitch, yeah. Mitch isn't leaving. No. He, he's staying. Yeah, yeah. So like, there ain't no graduating from this joint, bro. <laughs> no, Mike is going to be the one that's going to leave. Yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, like, we can't say because I don't know all the options he had as far as free agency. Right, but, yeah. Uh, I think the Bears would have been one of my – maybe besides Cleveland. But I, I think Cleveland has better playmakers on offense. Mm. Um, I probably would have gone there over – over I'm sure, Chicago, I'm, sure he's, but. I'm sure he's thought about it. I'm sure he's thought about, like, if if I had to do it all over again. He would never – I don't think he'd ever admit it publicly, but, like, if I had to do it all over again, what would I do instead? I don't think he pulls the trick. Although he is making a ton of money to be a backup now, so. Yeah, uh, I, I'll i take that money. Yeah, I I'll think go he's be, like 17 uh, this year or something like that. I'll go so. be on someone's practice squad because yeah. I promise I'd be making, like, a trillion more I'd than I would be now. the hell out of that clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Coach. I got this, bro. Yeah. Uh, another guy I, I almost left out who has played here locally in the Raleigh, the Triangle, I should say, area, Connor Barth. Mm-hmm. Uh, old place kicker. Not old. I shouldn't say that. He's still a young guy. Former place kicker. Former place kicker yeah. for your beloved UNC Tar Heels. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a Tar Heel fan during football season, like, you know, tangentially. Like, until hey. until they're, they're terrible. And then, wait, wait, just like every Tar Heel fan. Wait, wait, it's wait for basketball season. Pretty much. Just just wait. Yeah. National championship, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll wait. I'll 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 twiddle my thumbs for like four or five weeks until the, the real season starts. That's fine. No comment. Yeah. That's fine. You guys get to keep the banners, apparently, I guess. That's I right, still baby. don't understand. Bulletproof. And look, baby. look, here's here's the thing. <laughs> You're a UNC fan. I went to state. I'm not a big like the rivalry's cool, but yeah. I don't really get into it. Like if I Sorry, friends of whoever's listening to this that I went to yeah. school with. If I had to do it overall, oh, do it all over again, and I had the perfect grades, I'd probably go to Duke. Oh, wow, stunner! You you guys hear that? You you fellow state fans hear that? Yeah, but but, but listen, I I loved my college experience. Yeah. It, it was awesome. I you know I say I would have gone to Duke, and you know I think most people would say that because it's a really good school and whatever, but. You know, they didn't have a J school at State and, you know, the whole Moo U thing. And there's a bunch of rednecks and, and all that. That's not me. I'm not that life. But, you know, I, I met my future wife there. I made some really good friends. There you go, man. And So you're saying you rather would have gone to Duke? You wouldn't have met. You probably wouldn't have met your old lady, bro. You know, what? she she likes Duke, too. So, you know. Okay. So whatever. But no. <laughs> it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. And I'm happy that it did. Okay. And, it is what it is. Uh, but like, yeah, this this matchup. You talk about all the all the similarities or all the connections, rather. And there are a certain amount of similarities between these teams, especially early Carolina Panthers when 
Cam was was a little bit more uh, a little bit more hurt, and they the passing game wasn't what it is now. Um, like they a lot's been made about the the quarterback change, but before before they they changed the quarterback, and that was at the Minnesota game two weeks ago. They were averaging about 15 points a game, 306 total yards of offense, 188 passing, 11, 117 rushing, and about two and a half turnovers. Since then, 22 points a game, so about one touchdown more, uh, but 308 yards of total offense, 135 passing yards, actually few, much, much fewer passing yards, and 173 rushing. So they've really turned since, and I wonder how Glennon feels about this, since they've made the change, they've taken – some onus off of the quarterback position and really have become the two-headed monster of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen that this has become much more of a running team they're the um they're 11th in the league in terms of uh per average drive the length of their average drive in terms of minutes and what they want to do is they want to just pound you pound you pound you keep your offense off of the field and then win late that is essentially their, that that seems to be what the thing. Which I mean, John Fox makes I sense, was right? Just about to say, play the field position game. Yeah, that and and that's what they they seem to be they seem to be doing. The two games that they won, excuse me, are the only two games in which they won the time of possession. So those are the types of games they like to get into. Both of the games that they won were in OT, mm-hmm. so they're used to being in these close games, and so. That is what is going to – I talked about it in the Detroit game that turnover is going to be the one stat that I look at to determine who can win the game. That if you could blindfold me and just give me one stat and and then have me make a decision about who I think won the game, it will be time of possession here. Because if they're able to control the clock, if they're able to run the ball successfully against Carolina, then I think that they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, they're a young team. I think they have pieces. Like you said, both of their wins have come in overtime. Mm-hmm. So they very could easily be 0-6. But, I mean sure. – they played the Falcons very close. Mm-hmm. I mean, they almost beat the Falcons, and that was with Mike Lennon. Uh, you said the rushing, the the running game has progressed very well. 136 yards per game now. That's third in the league. 4.3 yards per carry. That's seventh. Uh, the Panthers are only averaging. This is it's it's weird that the Panthers' run game has been so horrendous. They're only averaging 90, 95.5. It's 22nd, and then the 3.4 yards per carry is 30th. And keep in mind the two games that Carolina has lost this year is when they allow more than a hundred yards per a uh, hundred yards rushing. Yes. So like they are susceptible to 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 being beaten up in the running game. I I just don't know if they if the offense if Chicago's offense particularly their pass offense is threatening enough to keep guys out of the box. You know what I mean? Like you you mentioned their playmakers. They don't you you look at it and they are not particularly scary. Uh, Kendall Wright and uh, Marcus Wheaton and Josh Bellamy. Like, those guys aren't really household names. You, you may have heard one or two of them or something like that, but those, those guys aren't the, scariest, aren't, aren't the scariest guys that you're going to face. And a lot of it is, is, on, is on the quarterback. And, and the defense, like, their defense is, is pretty good. They've had some injuries in the, in, the, in the backfield, but even Quentin Demps, the guy that went down earlier that he was placed by Adrian Amos, done pretty well for them Mm -hmm. um their interior linemen in particular Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman are two of like that those are two of the best guys in terms of interior linemen uh they are second in the league when you combine them second in league in sacks at at those positions I know it's a little difficult because they're three four but I'm glad you brought the three four yeah it's generally it's it's an interior lineman play and then they are third in league in tackles for loss when you combine the two positions so like that would that would scare me if I'm Carolina as well because there's been a lot of not, it's not a lot of upheaval I guess it's just been Khalil's been hurt Ryan Khalil's been hurt 
The good Khalil. The, the good Khalil's been hurt. Sorry. And Larkin has come in and played well, um, but Tyler Larson, excuse me, has come in and played well, but he didn't play as well versus, versus Philadelphia versus he a – He got versus, straight abused. Yeah, versus let's, a better – not sugarcoat it. Versus, versus Fletcher Cox. Guys who are better. Well, he's going Fletcher up, Cox is going to win – Against most people, yeah, and, but but like these guys that 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 Chicago has are legit, and so I'm wondering, and, and Ryan Khalil has been practicing. He practices Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's practiced on a Wednesday, I think, since week one, or I I don't know how that works. He is like, certainly progressing. I would yeah. not. I would. I would honestly not be surprised to see him play. Yeah, on Sunday, and that seems to be kind of the general sentiment. And obviously, that means you wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play either. Yes, uh, but whatever whatever our center position looks like, I would be concerned about about that in particular you know you bring up the lack of playmakers um according to the depth chart i'm looking at they have deontay thompson okay and kendall wright yeah. is the starting uh wide receivers marcus wheaton mm-hmm. is listed as out oh is he out okay uh, according to this okay. um this is espn's latest depth chart yeah. i'm not sure what marcus wheaton is dealing with mm-hmm. but like you said the, the passing game has struggled um they have won a game with with Trubisky at quarterback, uh, mm-hmm. that overtime win, they're only throwing an average of 170.8 yards per game. That's 28th. So, you know, even though even though the Panthers' weakness on defense is the secondary, mm-hmm. um, they have James Bradbury, who he may he may not have the interceptions and all the pass deflections. He did have a few pass deflections. Did a nice job on Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he deserves a lot of the credit that he deserves. Now, on the other side of the bo- field. The guy, Daryl Worley, Your is, favorite is player. his name, who I think is, is about as useful as a trash can on fire. Um, even though the Panthers have him, I think those guys are going to be able to hold them in check. Mm-hmm. Kurt Coleman is not yet I was back. I say, yeah. He has, he is practicing. Right. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. On, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. he was practicing, not in pads, but getting out there, testing out that MCL. It sounds like he's progressing very nicely. So if they're able to shut... It, you know, if you're on defense and you can shut down one phase of the offense right. and, you, and you pretty much know what's coming, you're going to be successful. Well, you mentioned the injuries, which is another concern for me, um, whether it's Kirk Coleman or Luke Kuechly. Um, there's a really good article in Sports Illustrated this this uh, this week um, from Jonathan Jones, a guy that uh, Panthers fans Jay are Jones. familiar with, the guy used to cover him for the Charlotte Observer. And basically, it, it, it just details, and you'll find them at jjones9 on Twitter, at jjones9. But basically, it just details about how, and we talked a little bit about this once he, after he got hurt, after Keekly got hurt, that there's just a lot of uncertainty in, in the science. This is his third concussion, excuse me, in in as many years, and that is kind of the tipping point. Or well, does what, he have a concussion, or does he not? Well, there is that as well. About There's been some discussion about whether or not he sustained concussion, that he's been, quote-unquote, fine you know, this, this week, that, he's, that, I think that hasn't been, had any sort of um, re, repercussions of a concussion, for lack of a better term. Yeah, the, it's still unclear whether yeah. he has a concussion. What we do know it is it's his third time in as many years in concussion, in concussion protocol. Pro- pro- protocol. I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, no. I, th- I think that's I think that's an important distinction because it that's kind of that's that's a little bit what this article talks about just the uncertainty of all of the signs. How 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 severe was the concussion? Was there concussion? Um how how quickly can you go back to playing after concussion? There seems to be some uh evidence to indicate after your third concussion in a sh- relatively short period of time they become more frequent and they become more severe but then sometimes not you know what i mean like there it, it is a a a 
goalpost that continuously gets moved and there are a lot of shots in the dark as it pertains to this because this is all still relatively new science. CTE was only discovered, I think, 10, 15 years ago, and they're still trying to develop a method to determine it in people that are living. So, like, this is this is cutting-edge stuff. I know you don't – maybe this isn't something that you think about with football and stuff about being on cutting edge of science in this regard, but it very much is. And I thought that he did – uh, Jones did a really well – a really good job – uh, he he mentioned Dan Morgan and and the injuries. In addition to concussion, he had some other stuff too. But like, just how that that ended up taking him out of here by the time he was twenty nine. And you know, if you're a Panthers fan, those are things that you're concerned about. And the Panthers have been really good about holding Keekley back. That last year, once he got that really bad, con- oh, really bad, con- once he got the concussion last year. Um, it was scary looking. The one where scary. he got hit on Thursday yeah, night, it was, he cried. It was it, really really scary. Yeah, and. They could he he was clear to play after three weeks. They kept him out at six, right? Like so, they've been very very cautious. They've been um, very conservative dealing with him previously. But even even with that, is that something that is going to continue? Is that because the the play that he got hit on, it didn't look terrible. You know, what I mean, it didn't look like a it, it wasn't it, it terrible. It looked kind of like a routine play. Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, he kind of saw it coming, but it was like a, a yeah. bigger guy. I mean. I don't know if it was a fullback or a guard, but I mean, it was a guard. Yeah, popped him, and it, and it, it looked like he hit him in the shoulder at first. Yeah, a little bit of side action, but it's yeah. not really how. I mean, sure, sometimes it's how hard you're hit, but sometimes right. it's where you're hit. Yeah, I know a little thing can trigger something just uh, like that. And again, if, how hard is it? Where do you get hit? How frequently? Like all those things are things that are still variables, and that that people are still trying to figure out. And for the, our most important defensive player. That's you know that that is a huge question mark, and whether or not he'll play this week is a huge question mark. That's something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. You, you know, I, and I'm currently looking here at this injury report. Luke Keekley is on there. Okay. Says he's in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Got another guy in concussion protocol. Uh, offensive tackle. I, he's a reserve. I don't know how he got in concussion protocol. Uh, John Deus, I think is how you say his name. Okay. But you got Kelvin Benjamin, Kurt Coleman, still Thomas Davis, Charles Johnson, Ryan Khalil, Keekley, Cam Newton, Julius Peppers, Jonathan Stewart, Fozzie Whitaker. That is a list you just. That yes. is a mouthful. Those aren't just all reserve guys. No, those there are, are a few are other guys. guys. There are a few reserve guys on here, but I. Yeah, they're not going to play. No, but much. I'm saying like but, those are a lot of you know oh, yeah, a lot of contributing yeah. guys, and it's it's a lot of your veteran players too. Yes. Now I'm sure that you know Cam is going to be fine. Peppers, I think, is going to be fine. You know, a lot of these guys, usually it says rest, but I don't think it's a huge thing. You know, Peppers yeah. has been dealing with a shoulder. but he'll, And he'll, his, I, I think Peppers in particular is more of a vet day. It seemed like that would that had, yeah. that was kind of the, 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 the buzz around the, the team, that that was more of a maintenance day, more of a, hey, hey see you on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I think they've really – and I've loved the, the way they've handled him. They kept his his snap kind of low in training camp. I think he had a oh, he's been phenomenal. couple in preseason. I can't remember how many. But, like, they did a really good job of not wasting his – whatever he has left on a practice field somewhere. Yeah, now going back to Luke, Luke Keekly, mm-hmm. um, you know, my thought is if he did have a concussion, we're still not sure. I don't really know when we're going to be given that information. Mm-hmm. But if there is some type of scare where he did get something, you know, maybe hold him out for this week. Yeah. You know, it's – I almost said it, it's the Bears. But, I, don't know about I mean, that. they got some players. And, I mean, it's in Chicago. The Panthers have not historically played well in Chicago. But David Mayo is going to be the guy that is going to be backing up um, mm-hmm. Luke Keekley this year. Last year it was A.J. Klein, very good player, now in New Orleans. But 
Uh, Mayo looked really good in the preseason. I think, I know for sure at one point he was leading the league in tackles during the preseason. He may have ended up leading the entire league after the entire preseason. He came in last week, looked good. I love him just because of his hair. He looks like He's one of those guys that's like, if you cut off of his, all of his hair, do his powers go away? Mm, like Samson, Samson in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. I had long hair once. I cut it off. You miss it, don't you? Yeah, I kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of poofed out. I think, it did, I, think it didn't. Should, I think you should rock it again. Yeah, I'll show up to my wedding with, like, really long hair. I think, I mean, look, bro, I think richer or poor, long hair short. I think that's somewhere in the vows. I'm hey, not You know, I've been, sure. I've been working on my vows. That's good. I'm going to throw that in there. I think you should. Getting back to the linebacker position. Right, right, right. Uh, the Panthers did sign Andrew Gatchkar. Awesome, not awesome, awesome name. I don't. I probably butchered that. Gatchkar, Gatchkar reminds me of Akbar from Star Wars. Admiral Akbar, come on. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that that it was right on the tip of my. It's tongue. a trap. That guy. I don't, it's not. Oh, no, that's you, man. That's that's you. Okay. Everybody knows. It's I a live trap. my life a quarter mile at the time. Or it's a frap. It's a frappuccino. Just the joke. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Anyway, yeah, just keep going. So <laughs> he has played the last few years in Dallas. Uh, he played at Missouri. He's going to be primarily a special teams guy. There were some people on Twitter who were wondering if he's going to start, but he, he's not. Yeah. He, he him coming in is going to limit David Mayo if David Mayo starts from right. having to continue to play on special teams. Get David Mayo has remained on the team because. I mean, he has a good backup. He's matured over the last few years, but he's a very good special teams player. Mm. So Gatchkar, Gatchkar, however you say his name, is going to be filling in more on the special teams unit, and I guess he would be David Mayo's backup. Okay. So yet to be seen what he's going to do. Yet to be seen if Luke Keekley will play. Um, I like I like a linebacker coming. If we do, if if there is a linebacker that is re- that replaces Keekley, I'd prefer it to be done against a team that it was more run heavy. I think Keekley is very good against the run. I think he, where he is really exceptional is against the pass, that he can cover guys and and that he has the instinct and athleticism to get and make a, and make plays. And if you're going to, if he's going to miss a game, I'd prefer it be a, a game where you're more, it's more chase down stuff as opposed to read and react um, in in the passing game. Yes, and you did see Mayo struggle a little bit with that mm-hmm. um, against Philadelphia. There were a few times where. He, you know, Panthers fans are probably like, "Oh man, if, if Luke's in that right. in that situation, he's dropped back. He probably gets a hand on the ball. He's so athletic. Maybe he picks that ball off." Exactly. So you're you're 1,000 percent correct. David Mayo is much better against the run game, and because it is the Bears, they're you know they've played okay. They've, they're a struggling team. They're they're learning. They got a lot. But like that's the, the that's the thing about this season. Just generally speaking, the major there's just a lot of C students. Mm-hmm. You know, this year there's not really that great team. Um, I know the Chiefs were undefeated. They ended up losing to the Steelers, who had ha- who who lost to uh, the Bears. Yep. You know what I mean. So by transit property, now the Bears are the best team in the uh, in the league. But like, no, I'm just saying, like, like there's a, just a whole bunch of middle of the road type of teams. Like, I think this could easily be a season where in a, a two and, a Chicago Bears, a two and four team could catch fire. Mitchell, the you know the insurgence of 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 Mitchell Trubisky, maybe a, a, an acquisition later, and boom, suddenly they're they're the the toast of an NFC North that no longer has Aaron Rodgers, and they're in the playoffs. And who knows what happens after that? Yeah, you bring up the NFC North. I've got it pulled up right here. Uh, the Vikings lead that division while well, are tied with the Green Bay Packers yeah. right now, four and two. Like you said, Aaron Rodgers is out maybe for the entire league. Hate right. to see that happen. Best, yeah. in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. Uh, then you I got, think most people would agree with you. Yeah. Um, 
He just makes throws that I've just yeah. never seen. I mean, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Yeah, I think I think Brady's great, but I think I'd rather have Rodgers just because. One thousand percent. I mean, he's he's got all all these tools. I mean, and his athleticism, his ability to manipulate a pocket and buy time is. Whew, it's he just, can put the ball exactly where yeah. he wants it. It's incredible. You got the Detroit Lions at three and three, then the Chicago Bears at two and four. So it's it's not that big of no. a separation. They get a win or two here, and they're back in it. Packers probably take a drop off. They got Brett Hundley. Uh, the former UCLA quarterback right. starting in place of Aaron Rodgers. Lions started out really hot, have lost their last two. Panthers beat them. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost to someone last week. Yeah. So, yeah, NFC North is still very much up in the air. Minnesota definitely looks like the better team now. Teddy Bridgewater might be coming back. Yeah, he's he might be back before Sam Bradford because uh, Bradford's still not practicing. And uh, That Bridgewater dude just needs to go ahead and retire. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I, told you about, I told you about that expensive clipboard holder. Like, that's good. If that's he a, knows he can get his money and leave now, yeah, I'm out. I mean, let me think about yeah. it. He got he was one of the last guys he was who got that full mm-hmm. boatload of money. Yeah, that is before true. they made the the adjustment in the NFL drafts. I think he got like 50 million guaranteed or something. Yeah, he got he got a he got a boatload. Um, yeah, I, I hate to see him get hurt. But although Case Keenum has played pretty well as as a spot up guy, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that particular musical chairs. But but that's what I mean this year. Like this year is just a weird year. Um, and so even te- you know the two and four team, you know we're four and two. Couple things bounce differently. We're two and four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Season. Like yeah, it's like it's season. it's like I. So that's why I don't feel comfortable being like, oh, it's the Bears. We should go into their home and beat them because I don't think that Carolina's been consistent enough for me to have that sort of confidence in them. And I just don't think the Bears. I don't think the Bears have been consistent enough for me to believe that they'll consistently be bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've seen them run roughshod over teams that I think are pretty well. They've played the close with a lot of teams. Yes, they played close with most of the teams that they played. And so what am I? What about? What do I get for that? You know what I mean? Like I. If you if you're a team that routinely plays close with teams and then your opposition loses its best defender, yeesh. You know what I mean? Now now it's a little bit tougher. And that's that's the thing that I'd be concerned about if I'm a Panthers fan moving forward. The guys that you're rattling off on that injury report are guys that are necessary for to be to be contributors to this team. Mm-hmm. And so you know, hopefully they go in there and they're able to 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 run the ball and stuff like that. And that brings me to another kind of a larger story that's Get, gaining a little bit more more momentum nationally, and that's uh, there was a really good article by let me get his name Scott Fowler, and you can find him uh, from the News Observer. You can find him at Scott underscore Fowler, and it's about uh, Curtis Samuel and how he hasn't kind of lived up to the Ted Ginn billing that everybody really wanted for him, the speedster, the guy that can really you know uh, take the top off the defense as they say, or, or make a defense respect you. Now Ron Rivera said it during during the week they're facing a lot of eight and nine man fronts. And it's not that Kelvin Benjamin, who was also on the injury report, isn't um, isn't good or, or Devin Funches is good. It's the fact that they're possession receivers. And while they are a concern for a team, there's there's little chance that they're going to get behind defenders. And, and so you have to keep the safety over top just just for just for that kind of sake. Most of the time, you know, you can you can you can cover them or you can at least keep a guy close to the line of scrimmage who, who can still be responsible for them in terms of safety coverage. And. You know, Curtis Samuel, four receptions, 12, 12 yards for the entire season. I know he's had a he had that uh, really cool end around play, but he hasn't been able to stretch the opposition that much, and that's a little that's a little concerning, I think, if if you're if you're a Carolina Panthers team because this team is built on running the ball, and and Cam Newton cannot be the only option to get positive yards on rushing. He just can't. Like we talked about this in the beginning of the season, that he just can't. No, uh, and Samuel has been dealing with a few injuries. Yeah. 
Um, he had that hamstring injury that was lingering all mm-hmm. for most of the uh, training camp and, and preseason. Like you said, he has he has shown flashes. Right. Um, they've been trying to get him involved. I'm not sure how much his hamstring or whatever is injuring him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I'm a Panthers fan, I want to see him get more involved. Maybe he's able to do that this week against Chicago. Um, you brought up Chicago's three-four defense. Um, which for those of you who don't understand what that means, it means you got three linemen and then four um, linebackers. Four linebackers. Four linebackers. Or bring in someone like really? like a nickel, kind of like a nickel package yeah. in, in a 4-3, something similar to that. So, Which is surprising because John Fox was solely a 4-3, four, four lineman, three linebacker guy, not only here, but just his philosophy was, was built on that. Yeah, I was very surprised. So I, I don't know if it's something where he's letting his D coordinator do whatever he wants or whatever, but – you know, ha- having those speed, having four linebackers who are standing up, who can get that head start with, with the extra speed on the outside, it's going to be interesting to see how well of a game and how involved Christian McCaffrey is this, um, on Sunday. Mm. He's he struggled to get any anything consistent going in the running game, and I'm not going to credit or discredit him solely on that. Um, Ryan Khalil, the good Khalil, has been has been out since week one, True. and the, the team's run blocking has just been atrocious yes there has been no holes Mm. um i don't there has not been a hundred yard rusher so it's going to be it'll be interesting to see if they continue to trying to get him involved on some swing passes some screens but then again you've already got those guys on the outside in the three four yeah who are going to be ready to attack um maybe you see some more zone a lot of more drop backs to, to limit the guys over the middle so it, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think they'll be able to move the ball against this defense. Um, you know, I think they're a little bit underrated. They've been in a lot of close games like we talked about. So I, I think the biggest thing for them is going to be, is Kelvin going to be able to play? Can they get the speedsters like Demir Bird and mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel evo- involved? Yeah. And can they finally win in Soldier Field in the regular season? You mentioned uh, Christian McCaffrey. We talked about Curtis Samuel. What... What is there to be to to make up, or is there anything to make of? Maybe a little bit of an underproduction from the the higher draft picks, particularly uh, McCaffrey, sure, but Curtis Samuel and also Vernon Butler, the twenty sixteen first round draft pick, who just hasn't been able to stay on the field at all. That you're not you're not necessarily getting a ton from the guys that you're that you're taking at that high. Well, that's the issue with with Butler is that he just he hasn't been on the field much. He blocked two field goals last year. Um, he's made a few really nice plays this year. Um, he is a reserve. you got to remember that. So he's going to come in only situationally because they got KK Short and yeah. Starla Tulele out there. But if he, when he's been on the field, he's been okay. I mean, he's a defensive tackle. He, you know, there are some really good ones out there. But a lot of the times, you know, your D-tackles de- 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 wow, de- are going to open holes for other people, very much like Starla Tulele. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get a lot of the credit that he deserves because he doesn't get the tackles and the stacks right. like KK or the ends, or some of the linebackers do, but he opens those holes for everybody else, especially with for Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis and Shaq Thompson to come in and make those plays. Um, as far as Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel, yeah, like Butler, Curtis Samuel has been dealing with injuries. And shoot, they've only played, what, six games? Six games, right. I mean, they're rookies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've made some changes to the offense. They're trying to get them involved. You know, how do we split carries between Jason um, – Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, there's some good receivers who are more, you know, have been around the block who kind of know what they're doing. Maybe Curtis Samuel is having an issue grasping some of the concepts. We don't really know. But it's early in their career. It is. So I think it's 
as more as much as you like to see these high draft picks produce, like some of the other guys have, especially mm-hmm. now that you're seeing some of the running backs. Yeah. And a deep, it was a deep draft. So some of the guys drafted in the third and fourth round, like Tariq Cohen. I was just, I was really just about to say, it. like, because you look at McCaffrey, you look at Cohen, and their skill set seems so similar, mm-hmm. and yet Cohen was a third round draft pick, I believe, and so it's hard to. It's hard to do that in your head, like, cause I, I'm, 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 I keep my fandom on me. Like, that's not a thing that I, that I, uh, I, I can, I can slough off or want to really. And it's hard for me not to think, man, they're getting more production out of a third round pick who would largely be doing the same thing as our first round pick, who it still feels like they're still trying to shoehorn into stuff. Like, I, uh, I've said it from kind of pretty much from the beginning. I think Chris McCaffrey is a slot receiver. I don't think that he's a running back in this league. I think he's a fantastic guy. Guy's got fantastic hands, great after the catch. I just don't think he's big enough to be the guy, particularly for the sets that Carolina Panthers like to run. I just don't think that he fits with what they do running the ball, and that that is a bit of a concern. Like, yes, it is only through six games, and again, fandom hard body on display here because we are fickle people. But it does some sometimes when I'm looking at at that play, it's like uh, it can kind of feel like a wasted possession sometimes when you just turn the ball, like just turn around and hand the ball off to McCaffrey. It feels like I don't know. I'm going to reserve judgment as far as him being a, a pure runner in this league right mm-hmm. now, just because the holes haven't been there. True. It hasn't been good. The one thing that I have a huge issue with him doing still is he's got to remember that he's not playing a Pac-12 yeah. defense and he cannot dance. Nope. You are not going to dance around most people in this league. Mm-mm. If it's not there, just go forward. Yeah. And the, the thing I love about Jonathan Stewart is, yes. and and you've you've seen a little bit of a backtrack on this year, this year just because as soon as he gets the ball, like you saw last week, there's yep. six people around him, and he tries to make something out of nothing. But the thing about him is more times than not, he's not going to get a negative yards. Yeah, even if it's a, Even if it's a yard, you take that and rather, and rather he, than dancing and, and get negative and he finishes every run. Yes. Like every time, doesn't matter what level he's at. Like he's, like you said, he's going to fall forward. And even if it is just four yards, you're not behind the the sticks. You know, you're not coming at it. Okay, now it's second and thirteen. It was like, oh man, we don't really. You know, now the things that we wanted to do as an offense have to change, and we have to figure out a way to get more yards with fewer downs. Even if it's between one and three yards, yeah. you get positive yards, and he will punish you. Exactly. He will punish. So you. that in fourth in the fourth quarter. He's a better runner than he was mm-hmm. in the first. You wear him down. And so whenever McCaffrey gets the ball in a running situation, it kind of feels like, ugh, you know, that that's not the same. You know, that those those things that are accumulating on a defense aren't accumulating when McCaffrey gets that. And so that's, as a fan, it is hard to see. Again, through six weeks, not a lot of – I'm not blaming McCaffrey. This isn't me. If, if it comes off as me blaming McCaffrey, that is absolutely not my intention. I think that he is a capable – uh, that he's a capable football player and that he can could really benefit a team. I'm not sure if he really fits this team, but I feel like he could benefit this team. But I just don't know if he fits in terms of just the running game. It just doesn't doesn't quite. It doesn't seem to quite job. Yeah, it hasn't gelled yet. I I mean I do think he can he will find a place on this offense eventually and they'll get it get it working. Like you said, maybe if just a. I don't think he's going to be a full time slot receiver, mm-hmm. but he. He's a very good route runner. Yes, um, learned from one of the best. His his dad, Ed McCaffrey, yeah. a great great player in this league for think, a really long time. I think Lewis Riddick, ESPN's Lewis Riddick, has had him. I believe I'm attributing it to the right person, but somebody over at ESPN had him as the best route runner in the in the combine. I, w- I would believe that. Yeah, like yeah. so that. I, and again, that's kind of what makes me think like eh, maybe. 
maybe the maybe the you know five nine guy with with that's really See, quick he's just really small. Stuff. That that's the thing. Exactly, As a slot receiver. I just so you rather him at the running back position where no, I I think he's got they got to find a way to get him. So doing, just doing both. so just being just to so just really just be more creative. Yeah, he, he's he too much ball. of a, a playmaker. To I understand, you know, early they were getting the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, especially against their first two opponents, kind yeah. of like an extended preseason, I guess you could look at it. They're throwing shade at San Francisco again, um, but it, yeah, it's 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 early. Mm-hmm. Uh, do That's I true. agree with them drafting him? Do I think he's a top ten pick? No. Okay. I mean, I I think that they like we've said multiple times today, Tariq Cohen, um, the guy. His name is slipping my mind right now. With the Chiefs, he's been a fantastic. Oh, um, Hill. Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, it was a loaded draft, and I, I get it. He's appealing. He's a great route runner. He's he was phenomenal in college. Um, we'll go down as having some of the best years ever. Yeah, another guy, that, an- another fun guy to watch on YouTube at, at this collegiate level. Yeah, but I mean, it's still yet to be seen. It's it's early. Maybe he gets going. I feel like we've been saying every week. Maybe he gets going. I think, you know, it, it might be rough, tough sliding for mm. the for the against a three four. Um, but but we'll see. Okay. I was just checking the line for for the for the Panthers game. Uh, Carolina's um, minus three for the one p.m. kickoff. Okay. In Chicago. All right. Another 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 road favorite. We it's been a weird weird year betting wise. It's just something I keep. I don't I don't really bet. I just it's just something that's always fascinated me. The fact that they're able to analytically come up with more often than not how close these games are going to be right to the point or half point. It's mm-hmm. just fascinating for me. Panthers are 0 and 4 all time. Like I said, it's Soldier Field, but they are 3 and 0 on the road this year with wins at San Francisco, at New England, and at Detroit. Uh, one and two at home. They've been pretty good at home the past few years on their way to the playoffs. Um, they're at Chicago this week, at Tampa Bay the following week, and then weeks nine and ten at home against Atlanta and Miami before heading into the bye week. I think they have a really good chance to win the majority of these last four games before the the bye week. Um, and I guess to, to put a bow on that last conversation about the draft picks, I guess I can't reference uh, Vernon Butler, Christian McCaffrey, and Curtis Samuel without talking about the second-round pick from last year, James Bradbury, who has been phenomenal. Hey, he's been a baller. Yeah, all right. So I, I guess I, I couldn't couldn't have that. Also, you're listening to the Panthers Blitz. Um, you can find us at WRLSportsFan.com. Uh, you can you can listen to us. You can all, iTunes is also We available. are on iTunes. I think we're on Google Play. Nice. Um, I didn't put us there, but somebody back over at WRL on Western Boulevard sure did. There you go. Or maybe someone here at 99.9 The Fan. Somebody did. We're there. Check us out. <laughs> but as, as I was saying, I think mm-hmm. they have a good chance to maybe go 3-1, and one, maybe 4-0, and because oh, you got Chicago, Tampa, Atlanta, Miami. Miami beat Atlanta, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. So Miami looks like uh, – I'm sorry, Atlanta looks like they're beatable. Um, but, you know, the back-to-back division games will be tough. We're, it's a weird year, man. I, th- I think the – there's a bigger middle class this year than there's been in quite some time. And I think a lot of times by now you're starting to see the haves and have-nots. I don't see that this year. Um, like you said, you have uh, – completely wrong. There you go. You have the at-bears, at-bucks. I think the next two weeks are really, really important uh, for, for, the, for the Panthers. And I'm, uh, I think this, this kind of determines what the season turns out to be the next two weeks, if they're able to get these – "Quote unquote," relatively easy. The the Bucks going on the road to a to a division rival. I, uh, I even even though they're not playing particularly well, 
Still a tough game. Still a tough game. But the this this Bears one really is is one that they really really need because, yeah, I, I'm 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 not certain about our injuries and how what what this team's going to look like by the end of the season. Your prediction for this game? I think that I think the Panthers will get out early. Um, we'll go up early on this team that the Bears won't be able to run to get back into it, that they're going to force Trubisky into throwing the ball. I think they'll have their first 300-yard passing game, the Bears, but I think that they'll lose handily. Um, So I'm thinking something like 27-10. That's fair. Um, Mine's close. I agree with you. I think the Panthers are going to get up early, uh, maybe by two or three touchdowns. I think James Bradbury or Daryl Worley – my favorite player in the entire league of all time. One of them gets their first interception this game. Um, like you said, I think Trubisky is forced to throw. Maybe he does get that 300-yard passing game. It would be his first 200-yard passing game because he's only thrown for 100 and some change the past two weeks. Yeah. Not a whole lot of playmakers, like you said, going to primarily run the ball. Trubisky is going to force stuff. Um, I'm excited to see him play. He he was really fun to watch at Carolina. We had the chance to watch him a lot here locally. But I do think the Panthers come out victorious, pick up their first regular season win ever in Soldier Field. I'm going to pick the Panthers to win. I think Cohen will make a play though. I think Cohen oh, will, make, yeah. will make some big will make some big time play versus he's the gonna, Panthers. He, yeah, he's going to make someone look stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am going to pick the Panthers to win 32-17. Okay. Yeah. So we both have we both have it as a as a not super close contest. No. Yeah, and that's that's what I hope. Now, the the scarier part would be, you know, playing the other side of the scenario. How do I think the Bears would win? I think they would win by they get up early and they they're able to run the ball and keep Cam on the sidelines. And if Luke doesn't play, maybe maybe get Mayo in some uncomfortable situations. And and yeah, I I, I could I there is a there is a way I could formulate them just winning some like really low scoring ugly sort of game. Uh, that the Panthers can fall into occasionally. Yeah, um, I mean, if the Panthers can't get the run running game going and they're forced to throw it 50-plus times again, um, you, you would like to think that the Panthers' wide receiving core um, head-to-head is much better than the than Chicago's DBs. But which cam are you going to get? That's, yeah. That's the thing. If he's picked off three times again, yeah, then, then maybe – Although I will say the in, versus the Eagles, and again, I'm always very hesitant to go to Thursday night film because – Thursday night, but the first two interceptions aren't on him. Like the, no. the, him getting him getting the what was his left guard? I'm I'm blanking now, but the left guard or center pushed pushed into his into his lap, and that affects the trajectory of his first of that first interception. John Stewart just drops the second one. I mean, he's in his in his in his bread basket. Drops Patrick Robinson um, makes that makes a really really good play. The third one is some sort of miscommunication between he and the wide receiver, where he thinks that he's running a a post and the receiver's running a nine route. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that we'll see three interceptions from him. Speaking of turnovers, uh, Chicago's going for turning the ball over. They're right yes. at three three turnovers per game. That needs to be something that Carolina uh, that, that Carolina takes advantage of if they are so fortunate to get them. Yeah, if they're negative in the turnover battle, I think they lose this game. But I think that they're going to be plus two or three in this game. Honestly, so we have both picked the Panthers. Let's very very quickly. Yeah, and. The next minute or here, so pick go look around the league. Uh, tonight is Thursday night football. Right. Kansas City, Oakland. Who who you got in that one? I'm going to take the Chiefs. I I, I really want to take the Raiders because I'm I'm grew up a Raiders fan, 
but they, despite despite their shakiness versus uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I still think the Chiefs are are the class of the AFC. I'm still not 100 percent sure about Derek Carr. Um, Mark Cooper's had a really really rough time of it. The the offensive line isn't really opening opening up those kind of run isn't really letting the run game kind of flourish. So I'm gonna go take the Chiefs. Okay, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Uh, here we go on to Sunday, Tampa and Tampa at Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo, your pick. I'm going to go with Buffalo. Jameis seems to still be turning the ball over pretty frequently. And uh, I'm also pulling for Buffalo because Tampa Bay. Tennessee at Cleveland. I will go with Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. New Orleans at Green Bay. New Orleans, no, no Aaron Rodgers, no chance. I'm going with the Saints as well. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. I'm going to go Colts. I really like Jacoby Brissett. I know the Jacksonville has a phenomenal defense and is a rookie quarterback, but I just I don't know something about that guy. I just I really like him. I'm going with Jacksonville. Okay. Arizona versus the Rams. I will pick the Rams. I'm going to take Arizona. I think bring that old man in there rejuvenated that squad, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm 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 happy for him. I thought I thought he got and got done dirty a little bit in new orleans i thought they maybe maybe uh lied to him a little bit so i'm, I'm gonna go with uh arizona that old man being adrian peterson oh, yeah. all day babe. uh the new york jets the surprising new york jets who probably got a little un- yeah they were very unlucky against yeah the Patriots. So, uh, they caught an l with that with that was that curly touchdown was it supposed to be a curly i don't touchdown? remember I who, it was, who it was but, but they got they got screwed a little bit yeah uh the the their division rivalry. I, I love this matchup. A lot of good, a lot of good games historically. Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Jets. Uh, no, you know what? I'm gonna go with Dolphins. I think Jets will implode. I just can't believe that they're as good as they are. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miami. They've too. already surpassed their over under for wins this year. Miami coming off the big win against Atlanta, so I'm gonna go with the Dolphins as well. The Baltimore Ravens against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings don't believe in Flacco even a little bit. I don't either. I'm going with Minnesota. Be interesting to see who starts a quarterback this week. Dallas at San Francisco, old-time rivals. Cowboys just because they're the 49ers. I like your logic, and you know how I feel yeah, about I the Niners. I said so. it so you didn't have to. <laughs> so I'm going with Dallas, of course. Uh, Seattle at the Giants. I'm going to go Seattle. I know the Giants are coming off that win, which is so peculiar. They they get off the snot against that team, but I'm, I'm going to still go with the Seahawks. I am as well. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Always fun when these guys get together. Give me uh, Give me the Steelers. I'll take Cincinnati. Mm. Denver and the this is still weird to me, the LA Chargers. Yeah, Denver. I feel like they'll be it'll be a close game. And I feel like the Chargers will lose in the last seconds. Give me the Chargers. Oh, this is I forgot this was this week. This the rematch right. of the Super Bowl, Atlanta yeah. and New England. Twenty eight to three, baby. Uh I think the Falcons will win. I th- I just don't think the Patriots defense is good enough to stop anybody. I'm taking New England. Mm, and nice. a repeat. And the final matchup of our look around the league, the Monday night game. Washington and Philadelphia. I really like Washington's defensive line. I think they're going to go ahead and get after Carson Wentz. And I just don't like the Eagles after what they did to us. So I'm going to go Washington. Man, we have a lot of disagreement this week. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. They, I mean, they looked really good. I mean, they look like the best team in the NFC. I'm just – that's salt right there. Yeah, they, I think they get to 6-1, and one, look really good this year. They have a long time in between games. I just realized it's a Monday night game too. So you got Thursday and then you get the little half by, but you also go – Play Monday. Nice. Yeah, very nice break. So uh, the Lions and Houston Texans are both on the bye week. They will return to action next week. Panthers 2, Soldier Field, 1 o'clock game. I think it's a CBS game. I don't mm. believe it's on Fox, but I'm not sure. But you can probably listen to 99 The Fan. 99 The Fan. As always. Yeah. 99.9 The Fan here in Raleigh. The Triangle. I keep saying Raleigh. It's really the Triangle. Sorry, guys. 
It's not Raleigh Durham. No, it's not. If anybody is listening from out of this area, don't ever it, say Raleigh Durham. I will Durham. smack you if yeah. you say Raleigh Durham. It's, it's yeah, Jeopardy is like a, a, the only hyphenated name in North Carolina. Someone said Raleigh Durham, not Winston Salem. Uh, hello. Mm-hmm. They deserve to lose all the. Did you see the? By the way, did you see the Jeopardy uh, game where the guy has like no money at all, and they, the the two other ones have are tied for the lead, and he ends up with one dollar and he wins because they they yes. both bet everything. I did. Nice. I did. That's that's me right there. That's, gotta, that's that's me right there. You gotta love Jeopardy, right? Always. I used to watch Jeopardy a lot when I used to come home from school. I did quiz bowl in college. Really? I did do. Good for you. HCAS, Haunted Campus All Star Challenge. Shout out. Hey, you're much smarter than me. You went to law school, so yeah. <laughs> Surra- I'm surrounded by people who went to law school. You and oh, yeah. my soon-to-be wife, who is in her final year of law school. See, Thank that means God. that means you're making the right decision. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I just that has nothing that. to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where can it, they, where it's can true. They, it's, where, it's true. No, I'm not. I'm not doubting you. I'm not doubting you. That that look that you had on your face. No, 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 no. I believe you. What uh, where can they find your work, bro? My work. You can find my work at wralsportsman.com. This is the Panthers Blitz podcast, right. but we have the Panthers Blitz written content, which came before the podcast, which started the this journey that you and I have taken this football season, um, where we hope. More than two people are listening at a time. That would be so. I know one of them is Joel. Thanks, Joel. Uh, Carson Wentz is still very good, even though you don't believe he is. He made the Panthers look stupid. Yeah, yeah but you can find me on Twitter at JohnStout89. Brendan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at WBHUalum. That's at WBHUalum. Uh, you can catch most of my written work over at uh, Sports Channel 8. I'm going to try to write a little bit more football, mostly just basketball and boxing over there right now, But uh, especially with the NBA heating up. But I'm going to try to get some more Panther stuff over there because it's a North Carolina it's a North Carolina blog and every uh, uh, website, and so they – cover a whole bunch of North Carolina stuff so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a better job of uh, giving the Panthers a little bit more love we will be back on Monday for a full recap of the Panthers game against the Chicago Bears like we said it's a one o'clock game on CBS at Soldier Field in Chicago thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us break down this upcoming matchup enjoy the football also enjoy the baseball if you're a baseball oh, yeah, fan that's right I think today is the only day where all four major sports have events I think you got Thursday night football. You have multiple hockey and basketball games, and you also have the um, the playoffs, the baseball playoffs. I think today is the only day you have all four going on. Yes. Yeah. But speaking of baseball, Chicago won last night. That's right. Speaking of Chicago, the speaking Cubbies. Chicago. So they've had enough wins. So no more. No, <laughs> not. Nah, you can't have Sunday. That was it. You you blew you, you blew your shot. That's it. The Cubs got to get back in this this one. They're three one. I don't know if they're going to do it. Let's looks go like Dodgers. the Dodgers. Looks Let's like the Dodgers, Dodgers are going to do it. Yankees have two games this weekend against the Houston. So I'm definitely rooting for a Dodgers. So if if it goes Dodgers Yankees, it should be a fun podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk like ten minutes on it. More yeah. so than we've totally wasted all this time on our Panthers. Hey man, we, we just we can just play replace all that Star Wars talk. We we'll just replace it with baseball talk. We could have both. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I, I have one more thing that I I was going to pull this out. See these socks. <laughs> Are those like, was it um, R2-D2? R2-D2. R2-D2 sucks. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to pull that out, but I already used my Star Wars reference. But anyways, thank (laughs) you for listening to our shenanigans as always. We'll be back Monday to break down the Panthers matchup against the Chicago Bears. I'm John Stout for Brendan Whitted. Enjoy the football and baseball this weekend. Yes, sir.
Thanks for listening to the Panthers Blitz podcast with WRALsportsfan.com's John Stout. Next week, you'll hear the latest happenings with Carolina Panthers football, the previews, the game recaps, stats, stories, and special guests. Don't forget that you can listen or download this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app, and in the iTunes and Google Play stores.